to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real American boys! Gentlemen, if you don't recognize who that was, that was with the I stand with Ukraine hero, the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. That was him. Yeah. No, not only was he a professional actor, which would really start pointing to all of his recent live videos and pleads to become part of NATO. Right. But that was him in 2000. 14. Do you know what else happened around that time? Ukraine suffered a coup against its regime that was in charge, who was also corrupt, crazy, and terrible, at the direction of the United States government, and that guy was put into place not long after he made that video. 
Starting to understand it a little bit better now, folks. And what made me even more sick than seeing that video for the first time, which, by the way, I saw that last week. What made me even more sick than that was all of the virtue signaling rhino uniparty Republicans who put out a video before the State of the uh, Confusion speech last night saying how much they stand with Ukraine. Now, I want you to pay attention to the propaganda of this video where they basically focus the entire part of this video on children and families. But what they're really saying is they stand with the government of Ukraine. Because if they stood with the people of Ukraine, the response by the United States would be very different. Check out this video from your Republican Party. This virtue signaling I stand with Ukraine last night before the state of confusion. Now, of course, this is sad. Ukraine is not going down without a fight. Skirmishes lit the night sky over Kyiv as invading Russian soldiers meet stiff resistance. Ukrainians are literally fighting in the streets to defend the key cities of Kyiv and Kharkiv. And there is evidence the invaders have, at least for now, lost the momentum. If there's any good news, it's the overwhelming international show of support for Ukraine and President Volodymyr Zelensky. The world's standing up in ways that, frankly, I haven't seen this kind of unity since 9-11. Huh, wonder and why. I think that is something that will, in the end, be very helpful. But we've got to provide more military assistance. We've got to tighten up these sanctions further. And we should help them. We should help them to help those insurgents that remain behind the lines who are going to continue to fight Russia. I think the American people understand freedom. And they understand what it means to defend yes. your country. That's something that we all have in common with Ukrainians. There's been a response that I don't think Putin had anticipated. And what we're seeing is inspiring, it is powerful, fake, and it will help change the world in a positive way. Your Senate GOP, we stand with Ukraine. Somebody said it best when they said it in the thing. We're watching a movie right now. That's exactly what we're doing. We're watching a movie unfold right now in front of your eyes in an attempt to get the world to rally behind one of the largest, most corrupt countries on the face of the earth as it pertains to globalists and using it as a way to funnel and dirty and, and, and launder their money. And why the world doesn't see it, I'll never understand. My job is to spend about five to ten minutes every day to at least wake people up. Now we're talking about what about the people, the people of Ukraine. Okay. All right. I was going to save this to the end of the show. You know the reason hold why. Hold on, hold on. That's not the video. I was going to save this to the end of the show, but you know what? There's no time like the present. So I'm going to play a video that was sent to me last night from a gentleman who's actually in, and I mean in Ukraine right now as we speak. Hopefully this video will come through. Here we go. <laughs> did not want to hurt the people and I can say this because they didn't bomb the, um, the cell phone towers they didn't bomb the uh, electrical generators you know the, the power stations the he, power grid he's in Kiev uh, the people have running water have internet have telephony 
have electricity. Life is going on as normal here in Kiev, right? Which is, like I said, the eye of the storm. And in Kharkov, the same thing. There's telephony, electricity, water. Um, everything seems to be going fine over there. Internet. The problem is that all the information that we're getting from the internet, uh, nobody's really sure how accurate it is, where it's coming from. I've seen the same video, and people saying it's fake video, then people saying it's real video, people saying it's from one location, people saying it's from another location. Nobody knows. Uh, I'm kind of rambling, I suppose. But this is, uh, I can feel that this is a... So we're going to end it right there. I wish the video would have gone further, but it did not. But that gentleman that you just saw right there, he's love the 18 in, to 34 me, demographic. He is in Kiev right now. And he's telling you that we have power. We have electricity. We have a uh, use of sa- uh, telephones. We have satellite. We have internet. We have one running water. We're fine. Yes, we hear some things here and there. But if it was all out war, if this was a real invasion, what do you hit first in a military invasion? You strike their roadways, you strike their bridges, you strike their infrastructure, you strike their comms, you strike their ability to be able to communicate, you strike their electricity grid so that they don't have any power, you strike all of that so that you basically render them useless. And not a single bit of that is actually happening. Are there targets? Yes. Is Russia somewhat invading Ukraine? Yes, but it's not a full-out military invasion, war invasion, that they would have you believe, because if they were, so many things would be different. And again, ladies and gentlemen, this is one big, large, huge attempt to legitimize Ukraine as a sovereign nation that is part of NATO so that NATO can have a striking ability to Russia and and control that region. I rest my case on that. I'm done talking about that for the rest of the day now. Because we're going to go to live from America rather than live from Ukraine, as we saw last night, which was really not the state of the union, but the state of Ukraine, because that's all he has to talk about. However, we are going to do it right away this morning and give the dumb, dumb award of the day. And the dumb, dumb award of the day today is going to go to. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it. Joe, the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day is going to go to the Senate GOP. And also to Kevin McCoward and the rest of the Virtue Signaling I Stand With Ukraine stickers on their blazers last night. How incredibly weak did that look to me? Again, I'm going to say it before I end, before I go off this, before I get off this topic, I'm not on either side. But I am going to tell you that everything you've been hearing about Ukraine is not true. Not true at all. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord where it really matters. I titled this morning's newsletter, Do You Think More of Earth or Do You Think More of Heaven? It's a very valid question. And I'd like to see your responses in the comment threads on Getter and on Rumble where we can actually comment back. Do you think, honestly, I want an honest answer. Do you think more during the day of earth or do you think more during the day of heaven? The verse of the day is going to come from 1 Corinthians 15, 19, which says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied 
more than all men. Let me re- let me re- uh, read that again. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Now, I got this from a book called God Moments for Men that was sent to me by great people that watch the show, committed people to life from America. I have to admit something, the book wrote, or the book said, I have never been guilty of having my thoughts so focused on heaven that I have neglected earth. I have the opposite problem, in fact, and I don't think I'm alone. Now, folks, this is a very true statement, and I can't remember a time that I was more focused on the afterlife and of heaven than on my current life, which is actually the way it should be. We should have our focus every minute of every day on Jesus and the good news. That doesn't mean that we just completely neglect or forget our lives here because we shouldn't do that, but we should be more focused on the promise of God and the Holy Spirit. Then our lives here become more meaningful and they make more sense. It also opens the doors for you to be a light in someone else's life who is struggling. So let us all pray to Jesus for the strength to reject this world and its sin and help us focus more on the sacrificial lamb. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. I can tell you personally that I have never been guilty of thinking more of heaven than of earth, at least not for an extended period of time. Maybe for devotional time, yes. But that's something that I and every one of us should work on a little bit more. Amen? Lynn first says, I really don't think of heaven, but my mind rarely strays from God. It's all in one. Heaven, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, the word, the good news, the sacrificial lamb, the cross, the sacrifice, all of it. It's all, it's all the same thing. That's what I'm referring to when I say the afterlife in heaven. I'm, refer, I'm referring to our faith in God. And that is great to hear that your mind rarely strays from God because mine does quite a bit and I want to change that. I want to change that. So let's think of that while we pray today. Let's think of those who need prayers, okay? I did see that we have a birthday in the house today, and we definitely will do a birthday song after we pray. But let's focus on all of that that we just uh, spoke about, and let's ask God to give us the strength and the ability to focus more on him during a day because it will only, it will only benefit us in the long run. Please remove your hat. If you're at work or on the road, please stop what you're doing and join with us on the Lord's Prayer. And let's keep our focus on the cross and everything that we want God to hear us from, from, uh, from our hearts while we say this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, before we get started, folks, I want to—I I really want to, uh, Wanda, who's doing the shame on Jeremy in here? Someone's shaming me? Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. Um, either way, let's move on and let's talk about this. Uh, our Father. The Our Father is such an important Uh, Two words to put together, and it's something that drove the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the time absolutely crazy because Jesus used the word our father 
multiple times, multiple times in the Bible. I think 150 times did he use our father or my father. And the religious leaders of that time hated it because it put Jesus or anybody who used it in the way they were using it on the same level as God, which they thought was blasphemy. But you have to understand when you say the words, our father, you are literally talking to the creator of the universe and he is your father. As a matter of fact, Paul even referred to him as Abba, which meant daddy back then. And he is your ultimate father. He is your ultimate dad. He's your ultimate daddy. He's your ultimate Abba, your papa, whatever you want to call him. And you should have a relationship closer to him than anybody on this planet. Amen? Amen? Was it Alicia White's birthday today? Or was it whose, whose birthday was it today? I'd like to know. Uh, happy birthday to the people who is Irish. And I think it was Alicia White's birthday too, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken... How about this? We'll just say this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, live from America family. Happy birthday to you. For who? I mean, we might have multiple birthdays. It's the best way to do it. But if it is Alicia's, happy birthday. And Irish, happy birthday to you. God bless you both. Let's get right into it. Put your cups up. Let's get into the uh, first and foremost section, which is breaking down the state. Of confusion. Here we go. Uh, before we get to that, I do want to let you know that the New Hampshire trucker convoy is leaving today. We do have people in the convoy. That We do have people at the convoy. I couldn't make it today because they're actually there right now. They're actually getting to, they're getting ready to pull off here in the next hour. And it's about a half hour from my home. I really wish I could have made it. But there's great people there, including General Don Boldick. They will come on the show and talk about that. And we will have images and pictures from there. So our New Hampshire People's Convoy is leaving today. Now, here we go. First and foremost, I would like to save you the pointless time out of your lives of watching the state of confusion or the state of Ukraine, whichever way you want to uh, describe it, because that's basically what it was last night in Washington, D.C., by your current resident, Joe Biden. Before we get to the lowlights, because there are no highlights, before we get to the lowlights, folks, I want to talk about how it mirrored everything that Donald Trump stood for and said in every one of his State of the Union speeches, every one of his rallies, and every time you saw President Donald J. Trump talking about his plan for this country. It literally was a carbon copy in most cases. We have to secure our southern border and fix our immigration system. What? You just let 2 million people come across the border illegally this year and you completely stop building the wall. Are you stuck on stupid? Do you think that we are stuck on stupid? Do you think that you can really bait and switch the American people that easily? It's never going to happen like it did 20 years ago because we've got your number and we own the information now. You do not. He also said things like, um, uh, we do not want to defund the police. As a matter of fact, we want to fund the police. Oh, what, what, what? I'm so confused at the ridiculous crap that came out of Joe Biden's mouth because it said everything opposite from what they've been saying, what they campaigned on, and what they're doing. 
Then he mumbled and said a bunch of other stuff that didn't make any sense. But what I thought was really odd, and, and you guys, I did not want to see any of it. I got to be honest with you, but it's my job to watch it so I can bring it to you for those who did not watch it. And I thought the whole thing was cringe and odd. There was nothing but lies. Number one, the State of the Union is trash. And I don't even have to go into all of the things that are crisis mode right now. Don't even have to do that because you know what? You feel it in your pockets. Okay? State of the Union is trash. State of our foreign policy, trash. State of our national security, trash. State of our dollar and our economy, trash. State of our border security, trash. State of our, uh, of our, uh, of, of our dollar, trash. State of, uh, state of our union as a unified country, as a united 50 states of America, trash. So those were all lies. 30% of the time he agreed and said everything Donald Trump said, which was just complete lies. But what I thought was cringeworthy and really weird was there was, there was multiple times where you've seen other, the Democrats in the room just doing things that just were really odd. Number one, you saw Chuck Schumer go to give a standing ovation and nobody even clapped and he got all worried and scared and he looked at everybody and sat down and people looked at him and like he, like he was, like he, he was a, uh, a nursing home patient. They were just so confused at what he was doing. Nancy Pelosi was one of them. Now, at this moment that I'm about to show you right now, Nancy Pelosi actually stood up. She put, by the one, can somebody give that lady some fixidents so her teeth stay in her mouth? Okay. Can somebody give that lady some fixidents so her teeth actually stay in her mouth? But I want to play this cringeworthy part. This is a part where, where uh, resident Biden was talking about being overseas and like smelling the toxic smoke in the burn pits of war. And when he says this, I want you to see Nancy Pelosi because she gets really weird and she starts putting her hands together and she stands up and smiles. And you're like, what in the heck is she doing? So confused. So cringeworthy. Watch. Faced in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Many of you have been there. Why is everybody everybody clapping when he's talking about toxic smoke and burn pits? And why is she getting all weird and standing up? Not only that, it looked like she had a crush on Joe Biden all night. She sat there looking at him like this. No joke, like this. Pushing her teeth around. She'd once in a while reach over and say something to Kamala Harris, whose neck looked like a Barontosaurus lizard. I mean, the whole thing was just weird and odd. The Democrats were clapping at the dumbest stuff. The dummy crats were clapping at the dumbest stuff. Now, I want to play that clip that I just played for you again. And this time I want to play it uh, a little longer because I want you to hear uh, what happens and how many times he fumbles and stumbles. Actually, before I play that, before I play that, let me play this. This was Lauren Boebert. When Joe Joe Biden was talking about um, uh, Joe Biden was talking about these burn pits and Joe Biden was talking about troops and, and how he, one of his sons came home in a body bag or came home in a, in a, uh, a flag-draped coffin. And he says he knows all about this too well. Lauren Boebert actually stood up and said the quiet part out loud, which was, yeah, you do know all about it too well. Thirteen of them. Thirteen of them. Check this out. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. 
a cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. One of those, one of those. Now, what you heard and what everybody said, oh, for, was she said, you put them in there. She said, you put them in there, 13 of them, and the whole crowd goes, oh. Now I want to go back and go back to the video that I was just going to play, which actually plays a little bit more of that, but I think it shows the look on Lindsey Graham's face when she says it, which lets you know everything you need to know about Mr. Lindsey Graham, Mr. Fairweather fan, Mr. Weirdo himself. I want to play a little bit longer of this now so you can really get the gist of what's going on there and how these rhinos, ladies and gentlemen, are just as involved as the Democrats. Many of you have been there. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home, many of the world's fittest and best-trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. Right there, watch him. One of those. You know what he said there? One of those. So he heard, Lindsey Graham heard Lauren Boebert actually say, you put them there, 13 of them, and Lindsey Graham actually puts his head down and says the S word. Meaning he's mad and upset that she said that. Look, I understand respect, and I understand having respect in a chamber like the House of Representatives the Senate building, or wherever. But I do not respect an illegitimate president who illegally stole an election. And so I I feel everything is on the table. I really do. I feel everything is on the table, especially how those Democrats acted every single year President Trump did a State of the Union, how they acted like children and screamed out things and clapped for things that were terrible and booed for things that were great. So no. I don't think that we have to play on that same field anymore of respect when it comes to illegitimate presidents stealing elections and destroying our democracy. No, I don't feel like we have to be respectful. Not at all. Now, here's another clip that I wanted to show you. This is Lauren Boebert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene actually chanting, build the wall, build the wall. And you know what? I would be right there chanting that with them. Build the wall, build the wall. We need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. Yeah, thanks, President Trump. Now, they didn't let that build the wall chant go very long or very loud, but if I was there, I would have kept it going while this illegitimate president spoke while he just lied through his teeth and said we need to fix our immigration system and secure our border, I would have literally had to be dragged out of there. Now, again, does that make me right or does that make me wrong? I don't know, and I, I truly don't care at this point. I truly don't care at this point. If you're going to steal elections and you're going to illegitimately be up there in the people's house lying and regurgitating Donald Trump talking points about policy that is best for the United States of America, no, you're going to drag me out of there because I'm not going to allow this, this crap to continue, especially as a representative of a state. No. And hopefully maybe I'll be there that day, someday. Hopefully I'll be there someday, but we're going to think statewide first. 
So I'm going to literally end talking about the state of confusion last night because the first 20 minutes of the state of confusion was him talking about, we're not going to let Putin do this. We have mobilized and, and gotten all these countries together to look at this from a humanitarian point of view, and you're not going to push in on Ukraine. We stand with Ukraine, which garnered cheers from the Uniparty, including Kevin McCoward, who stood up there next to Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney, and Lindsey Graham, wearing their I stand with Ukraine virtue signaling patches. Scumbags. Every single one of them. Wake up, people. They are not royalty. They do not own us. We are not peasants or slaves or puppets. We are the American man and woman, blessed by God, the strongest nation with the strongest people. It is time to start acting like it. Now, in the midst of all this craziness and confusion, and loyalty to other countries, and loyalty to globalism, and stealing elections, and treating us like absolute dogs, which will bite them in the rear end when it all comes full circle. I promise that. We did get a laugh last night right before the state of confusion, and a local TV station called Action News 4 in Pittsburgh. If you all live in Pittsburgh, you might know who I'm talking about. They actually did something that's caught the internet's attention today and last night. And I thought it was very funny. They made a big mistake, and who knows where it's going to go, but I thought it was funny. They were talking, they were going from one story about a robbery to another story about a pedophile. And I think it was pretty funny whose picture they put up when they talked about the 71 year old pedophile who touched a girl, I believe, on a subway. Check this out. It's not clear what may have been taken, and no arrests have been made. A 71-year-old man is accused of inappropriately touching a 12-year-old girl at the Walmart in West Mifflin Sunday afternoon. According to... Hold on. Hold on. Let's play that again. We got to play that one again. Hold on. Here we go. It's not clear what may have been taken, and no arrests have been made. A 71-year-old man is accused of inappropriately touching a 12-year-old girl at the Walmart in West Mifflin Sunday afternoon. According to court... Ladies and gentlemen... TV mistake, production mistake, or Freudian slip. Either way, they were right on target. They were right on target about a 70-something-year-old man touching a little girl on a subway. But he's done a lot worse than that. So if you did not get a chance to see that yesterday, at least it was a little bit of laugh in all of this craziness that we are living in today. (laughs) Freudian slip or production mistake? You be the judge. Folks, if you've not done so yet, please do me the kind favor of sharing the video. The show has been growing all over, and I will tell you this, before we move any further, I think it's quite funny, because if you're not following Real America's Voice News on Facebook, you probably should. Now, they have a Real America's Voice News group. They also have a page that has like, I don't know, half a million people following it. Live from America, I mean, Real America's Voice News has decided to play all of my short clips on Facebook. Wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, that they're playing the short clips on Facebook and Instagram and the numbers that we're getting on views are actually dwarfing the numbers of the actual show. And one way or another, live from America and Jeremy Harrell's fat little face is all over Facebook once again. I didn't ask for that. I didn't plan that. And I'll never go back to Facebook to have a profile, but I think that's quite funny. 
So if you really want to tick off Zuckerberg and his weirdness, then go over there and follow Real America's Voice News and share those clips all over, the, all over that platform so that we can once again dominate over there without even being there. Big shout out to the producer here on Live from America for putting those together. All right, folks, we're going to move on. We got some good news. Well, we got some news. I'll give you that. We have some updates coming out of Arizona. Okay, we have some updates coming out of the office of Attorney General Mark Burnovich as it pertains to election fraud in the state of Arizona. Now, it's not what you're hoping for. It's not what you're looking for. But once you get once we get through this story, you will connect the two and say, okay, maybe this is actually moving forward. Now, if you remember, Mark Burnovich sent two letters to Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbit telling her that she, was, uh, that she needed to change everything about the upcoming election and their plans in the Secretary of State's office as it pertains to how the election is supposed to be run in the state of Arizona. She wanted to continue to run it the way they did in 2020, which is against state law. Mark Burnovich said, don't do that, change it. She said no. He sent her back another letter, said change all of this stuff now, redact this stuff, change it, update it, send it back so it follows state law. And she said no again. So he took her to court and she thought she was going to win, but she did not. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the great part of today. The judge has denied Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbit's request to block Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich from prosecuting her on election law violations. That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. The judge denied Radical Soros-funded Secretary Katie, uh, of State Katie Hobbs request to protect her from prosecution for breaking the law. The Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich threatened to prosecute Hobbs if she violates election law and shuts down the secure internet portal for candidate petitions through the remainder of the filing period. Arizona law states the Secretary of State, in this case Katie Hobbs, shall provide a system for qualified electors to sign a nomination petition for candidates for statewide and legislative offices by way of secure internet portal. It's part of law that she did not want to follow because she thought she was above the law. Crooked Katie Hobbs stole the 2020 election for pre- uh, from President Trump, and she's doing everything in her power to do it again in 2022. The, uh, it's been reported that Arizona Attorney General Burnovich rejected Hobbs' 2021 election procedures, which he did, uh, manual draft because it made cheating easier. Arizona will now operate under the 2019 election procedures manual, which they used to steal the last election. In a letter from Air Attorney General office last month, Hobbs was notified of potential law violations and urged to correct them. Hobbs responded with the lawsuit of her own. However, the judge has denied that lawsuit against uh, against Brnovich from her and actually sided with Brnovich and said he can prosecute you for breaking the law, dummy. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Joan Sinclair denied her request for protection when breaking the law. Last week, the court declared this injunctions shall be granted to prevent enforcement of a public statute by officers of the law for the public benefit or to prevent the exercise of a public or private office in a lawful manner by the person in possession. 
Hobbs is still trying to steal the election. But ladies and gentlemen, the door and the window for them to steal another election is closing tighter by the day, not only in Arizona, but definitely in Wisconsin, especially after yesterday. We don't really know where Georgia is. Georgia seems to have stalled out. Pennsylvania is right back in the middle of things. However, we did get a crappy ruling out of Pennsylvania Supreme Court yesterday that said that mail-in voting could continue. So we need the state legislature there in Pennsylvania to really get its act together and really start passing some serious election security laws when it's uh, surrounding mail-in ballots. Okay? Let's move on to the next story here because I'd like to give a big shout-out to Fox News' Maria Bartiromo. Now, normally I don't give shout-out to Fox News at all anymore because I agree with Mike Lindell from my pillow that they are probably some of the worst news outlet, uh, some of the, one of the nurse, worst news outlets out there because they claim to be one thing and they're doing something else. They're basically the equivalent of a rhino with the exception of a couple people. Now, I do really like Maria Bartiromo. She said some things I don't agree with, but that's how we do That's how we, you know, live in life. But I do want to give her a shout out right now for getting the CEO of Moderna, not only on the show, but also to get the CEO of Moderna to admit the quiet part out loud. And the quiet part out loud is, folks, that the CEO of Moderna knew that they had patented DNA three years before the pandemic that would that matched 100 percent the spike proteins in the COVID-19 U.S. Fauci-funded virus. Now, if that was too much for you, for me to say, for you to understand, what happened is Moderna had this planned for three years. And she gets him to admit that live on TV. The CEO, Stefan Bankel, told Maria Bartiromo that it's likely that a lab in China was working on virus enhancement or gene modification and the hypothesis of an escape from the lab by accident is also feasible. And then she goes on to press him and say, well, how did you have the genetic sequence in the DNA in order to actually have all of this match 100% the spike proteins in the, va- in, the, in, the, uh, in the vaccine that you guys have now made billions off of? Listen to, his, uh, listen to his explanation for this. Check this out. It's pretty incredible. Take it back. Here we go. It says more evidence COVID was tinkered with in a lab. Now scientists find the virus contains a tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna three years before the pandemic began. Your reaction, Stefan? What can you tell us? So my scientists are looking into those data to see how accurate they are or not. As I've said before, the hypothesis of an escape from a lab by an accident is possible. You know, human makes mistakes. So uh, is it possible that the Wuhan lab in China was working on uh, viruses uh, enhancement or gene modification? And then there was an accident where somebody was infected in the lab and then infected the families and friends. It is possible on the claim you just uh, mentioned, uh, the scientists are analyzing to know if it's uh, real or not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was struck by the line. It matched a genetic sequence patented by Moderna for cancer research purposes, Stefan. Yeah. And that's the type of things that the team is looking at very carefully to know, is it is it real or not? So it it takes a bit of time to analyze all the genetic sequence. COVID spike protein contains DNA sequence patented by Moderna three years before pandemic begins. Scientists discover that's us a week ago. 
And here it is today. Got to give it to Alex Jones. You might love him. You might hate him. But that guy is always on the ball and ahead of everybody when it comes to these conspiracy theories. But a big shout out to Maria Bartiromo for getting the Moderna CEO to admit that they had a patented, um, they had patented that three years ago and it matched exactly the DNA of the spike protein. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that just weird, ladies and gentlemen? I think it's a little weird. Maybe. Anyway, folks, I want to highlight one of the America Strong businesses right now. We've not done this in about a week or so, so I want to make sure that we do that right now. So if we could pull up the America Strong page, please. Let's go over there now. Here it is, the America Strong page. We're going to highlight today Legal Shield with Ladies of Justice. Legal Shield with Ladies of Justice. There is their logo right there. They are in Arizona, and what they do, let's read for a little bit. We are, an innovating and, we are innovating and disrupting the traditional legal system, a system that is expensive, complicated, and time-consuming. Through technology and our provider law firm network, legal access is now simple, easy, and affordable, and we have plans for gun owners, rideshare, etc., Advice and consultation, letters and phone calls, document review, estate planning, speeding ticket, assistance, 24-7 emergency access, member perks for families under $30 a month. What it does, folks, is it gives you access to your own attorneys, your own legal counsel, legal shields, ID shield, small business, all of that. And it's a small and it's a uh, it's a small American run business who loves life from America. So why wouldn't you use them, ladies and gentlemen? Again, check them out on the America Strong Business page. I have nothing to do with these folks. I was looking through the America Strong Business page and I thought it was great. And I thought all of us, especially during COVID and everything else, we could always use some legal advice. And these people are basically having them on retainer for like 30 bucks a month. Or for it depends on what you want. So you might want to just check them out, especially if you're having some legal problems or you need documents written up or anything like that. They're American people and they're great people and they're small business owners and they love the show. So why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you give them a look? At least check out some of the 325 businesses that are on there because we're all trying to work together in this conservative economy and we need to get rid of these liberal economy. We need to get rid of all these people that we buy from, the Walmarts and everything else, and we need to spend our money with each other, which is why we're building an infrastructure that's not only social media driven, but also uh, actual news driven and economic, uh, an economy driven um, platform that we can actually all work on and use and not have to deal with these other losers any longer, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on and let's go to the great state of Texas. If you did not hear, primaries happened in Texas yesterday. And here's your results. Robert Francis, a.k.a. Beto O'Rourke, a.k.a. Beta Male, a.k.a. Sissy Boy, won his Democratic Party uh, primary, excuse me, for governor. And, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Abbott did end up defeating Colonel Allen West and everyone else in his Republican primary, and that will be your matchup moving forward. Beto, Mr. Betamail O'Rourke versus Greg Abbott. Texas voters on Tuesday chose GOP Governor Greg Abbott as their nominee. Incumbent Greg Abbott won the Republican nomination for governor Tuesday night with more than 50% of the vote to avoid a runoff. 
Greg Abbott is again his party's nominee after a commanding win over a band of challengers from the far right, including Alan West, a former Florida congressman. And of course, you've got your Beto O'Rourke, who won um, 92% of the vote, beating Joy Diaz, Michael Cooper, Rich Wakeland, and Anencio Barrientes. He won 513,168 votes. So you will have that matchup for your governor. Ladies and gentlemen, you will have that matchup coming up in November. Long story short, get your butts in gear. Become precinct men and women. If you can't become a precinct man or woman, then get involved, ladies and gentlemen, in your state, in your local elections. Make sure that you are a poll watcher. Make sure that you're, camp- that you're holding picket signs, whatever you got to do, election campaign signs, whatever it is you got to do to make sure that Beto O'Rourke does not beat Greg Abbott. Now, that is not me endorsing Greg Abbott. I did not want him to win there. I wanted Colonel Allen West to win there, and I invited Colonel Allen West on the show. I didn't hear anything back from him. But we are at the crossroads now of who you vote for, Greg Abbott or Beto O'Rourke. And it kind of sucks because you're put between a rock and a hard place. I get it. But if you don't become active and at least stay with the status quo that you have now that hasn't been too bad over the last year, was pretty bad the year before when he really cracked down and locked everybody down, I get it. But Beto O'Rourke would be a lot worse. So Texans, you know what you got to do. I really wish West would have won, but it's either Beto or Abbott. And I guess you'll have to choose. Now lately, folks, lately Bill Maher, has not exactly been red-pilled, but he has been talking very badly about the Democrat Party. And this is actually a very, very important topic to talk about here because what's happening is that not just independents, but Democrats are leaving the Democrat Party and they no longer support the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party is now a party of communism, is now a party of progressives and socialism, okay? It's not the Democratic Party of the 1960s, 70s, or even the 80s. And when you have prominent Democrats like Tulsi Gabbard, Bill Maher, many others, even Joe Rogan, who was center left for decades, you know that you're going to see a tsunami of red come this November. Now, hold on. I want to play this video. Hold on a little too quick. I want to play this video from Bill Maher. So if we can pull this up, I would appreciate it. Now, this latest bit video from Bill Maher actually caught my attention for a couple reasons. One, because he, again, is going against his Democrat Party. But two, he's talking logic and sense. And when you get a Democrat actually starting to talk logic and sense, then that spells very bad news for the Democrats in any upcoming election. And that's exactly what's happening here. Let's go ahead and play that clip of Bill Maher and listen to exactly what he's saying now about his party. You know the reason why advertisers in this country love the 18 to 34 demographic? Because it's the most gullible. Yeah. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police. Not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. (laughs) 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. 
pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. <laughs> so when you say, you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, not only when you get a prominent Democrat like Bill Maher, Tulsi Gabbard to come out and say the actual truth, uh, that's bad enough. But what's even worse is when the crowd is cheering for everything that we have been saying. So when it comes time to vote, who do you think these people are silently and quietly going to vote for? Who do you think these people are silently and quietly going to vote for behind that curtain? It's not going to be the Democrat Party that they are openly uh, insulting. Now, during that video, I did see a couple people. I seen um, Lisa Naquin say, did you enjoy the coffee? I haven't had the coffee yet, but it is a big bag. And I want to say thank you very much, Lisa. God bless you. Donnie, thank you. You just said you were going to send me some videos from Ukraine. I appreciate that, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I saw some stuff in the comment thread about you, something to do with smoke inhalation or fire or something. I can't really, I didn't see it, but I will ask uh, the producer afterwards. And I hope you're doing well, my friend, okay? The reason why I wanted to play that video, that last video for you so ba- so badly, folks, isn't because, yay, look, it's another Democrat is doing Republican talking points. It isn't that. It's because you're, we're waking people up. And if we're waking people up like that, like Bill Maher, who's hated Republicans for decades, then how many regular, everyday, average, middle of the road, middle left people are also waking up? That is how you know we're going to see a red wave like we've never, ever seen before. A huge red wave, and that is going to be massive for us because we're actually going to be able to take control of two-thirds of the government and then start holding people accountable. And that's what we need to do. Jam these people up in court. Jam them up with lawsuits and investigations. Jam them up with committee investigations and make it so they don't do another thing outside of coloring outside, uh, uh, coloring outside the lines. Okay? Now, we don't have to like Bill Maher. We don't have to like Tulsi Gabbard. What we do have to understand and like is the fact that our message is finally resonating across the aisle. That's the most important thing that we could do moving forward into the next tw- into these midterm elections is making sure that my message, uh, other people's message on Real America's Voice, other independent journalists, independent uh, 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 podcasters, and their, get their message to the other side. Because we know darn good and well that the message that we're trying to reach across the other side with is not going to be reached across by watching Fox News at night. It's not going to have a message that that, that reaches across the aisle when you're listening to losers like Lindsey Graham and liars like Kevin McCarthy and CC paid scumbags like Mitch McChina. Nobody cares. We want real everyday conversation. We want real everyday news. We want real truth. That is what everybody in this country that isn't brainwashed and far right or left wants. And the majority of us sit right there in that center right, center left. Those are the people that we're trying to get this message to, and it's actually paying off. That's why that was so important. Okay? Now, before we get to this very last smiling, funny video that I want to show you today, I want to talk about Wendy Rogers. But before we talk about Wendy Rogers, I do got to give the Smarty Award. I always forget the Smarty Award. Let's go ahead and pull up the Smarty Award, please, because let's give the Smarty Award today 
to Mr. Bill Maher. Bill Maher, this is the second Smarty Award I've given you, so don't let me down. Because when you're a Democrat and you put it all on the line, you could be cancel cultured. And he is not being cancel cultured. As a matter of fact, he's doing something way worse. He's waking up the Democrats that listen and watch him. And his audience is pretty massive. So we're going to give him the Smarty Award. Now let's talk about Wendy Rogers real quick. The uh, Arizona GOP might be censuring Wendy Rogers because she spoke at the same organization that Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke at which was Nick Fuentes's, um, I, I, what is it, AFPAC or something like that. I don't even know the full name. But because, uh, because Wendy Rogers spoke at this and because of what she said at this, uh, at this speech, the GOP there is trying to censure her. Now, here's the weird thing about this, okay? Here's the weird thing about this, is that Rhino Doug Ducey, who's the governor of Arizona, has some kind of weird... Maybe personal, but definitely a weird relationship with Wendy Rogers. Because Wendy Rogers and Doug Ducey couldn't be further apart on what they think happened in the 2020 election. And now we're seeing Doug Ducey actually protect the reputation of Wendy Rogers and actually reject the GOP's possible censuring of her for speaking at this group. So you've got this weird dynamic going on in Arizona, and one day we find out that somebody's fighting for us, and the next day we find out that they're dropping the fight and they're becoming a loser. I don't really know what the hell is going on in Arizona, but there's a lot of stuff going on in Arizona that is weird and that needs to be brought in the open. I don't agree with the GOP censoring Wendy Rogers or even Marjorie Taylor Greene, for that matter, for speaking at that event. I wouldn't have spoken at that event, but that's me. The reason they're speaking at the event is because they say, regardless of, of who is out there, we need to get the message out there. As soon as I heard that crowd chanting, Putin, 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 and talking about literally stringing up gallows and hanging people in Washington, D.C., whether I agree, whether I didn't, I would not have gone out there and spoke at that. That's just me. That's just me. But I do not agree with them censuring because that goes against your First Amendment uh, right. And I think it's ridiculous and wrong. So I do agree with Doug Ducey on that. But again, I think it's really weird that Doug Ducey and Wendy Rogers have this really close relationship, almost personal, because of the way he's putting it all on the line to come out and say he supports her, even though she's out there fighting to fix 2020. And Doug Ducey said that, uh, that uh, President Trump didn't win the election. So... We'll see what happens there, and we'll keep up with that. Now, as always, I want to leave you with a smile on your face. Now, we've seen a video from this guy before. I think it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I think it's absolutely hilarious. Like I said, we've seen a video from this guy before. We're going to watch another video from him again. This guy does, uh, he does uh, Joe Biden videos where he does Joe Biden impersonations, but basically what he does is he just puts his face on this weird body. It looks weird, but it's really funny. Anyway, it's Joe Biden singing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song in his own way. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Chirac Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and sniff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president? I was a winner. Winner was me. 
Now I sit at my desk as a present friendie. Not, not, not pre- but you know the thing. Come on, get your face out of your ears. Let's play that again. Let's then play I the got beginning. on a train and moved to D.C. Jarak Jabrama gave a job to me. Jarak Jabrama gave a job to me, and it was a picture of Jamie Foxx. <laughs> you know what? In the midst of all this craziness, winning and losing and fighting every day, political this, political that, this game that we find ourselves in, this war that we find ourselves in, you got to smile and you got to laugh, ladies and gentlemen. You got to make sure that you always have a sense of humor and you got to make sure that we are humanized, Americanized, and we never, ever lose that because that is the real heart of America. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Again, we are. I do want to give you a quick update before we go, so let's go ahead and do that now. Let me go to this update. I, I wrote it out this morning. Give you an update on the show since this is your company. Um... We are working daily now to respond on uh, keeping up on emails daily and catching up on old emails. Eli and I are double teaming that. We are sending out another 50 Bibles this week. We are working on scheduling very informative guests to come on the show. We are adding a segment called Constitutional Corner with Dave Shostokas, which I've told you before. The online reoccurring donations are at about 80%. Remember, I told you I misread that a couple weeks ago, and I was, I was looking at all donations, not reoccurring. And we're at about 80%, so we'd like to get those up there if we could. Um, April would be the best month to, to become a monthly uh, reoccurring donor on there because we are funded through March, really, at this time. And we are also working on shipping Bibles to areas that really need them, both in the United States and overseas. And that really just, I just wanted to give you that quick update on where we are at Live from America. But we're doing good, folks. And uh, through the Rumble Rants, we're being able to pay Eli and other things. So I just want to say thank you very much. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great day. Keep smiles on your face. Keep your families close. Spread the gospel and spread joy. And I'll see you tonight. See you later. Bye-bye.